Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm back with another episode with Dr. Stacy Sims. Stacy Sims is a senior research scientist at the University of Ocado, and she is an applied researcher, innovator, and entrepreneur in human performance, specifically sex differences in training, nutrition, and health. Dr. Sims has published over 70 peer-reviewed papers, and she's written several amazing books, including Roar and Next Level, which I highly recommend. If you missed our first episode on exercise during the menstrual cycle, you need to go back and listen to it. There's stuff that we talked about in there that I haven't heard anywhere else. That's episode 260. But today, we're talking about nutritional strategies for women, including protein requirements, fasted training, nutrient timing, and so much more. As I mentioned in the previous episode, Stacy has been very generous and offered Blueprint listeners 50% off her micro-learning courses. These are short, about three-hour-long courses on subjects like menstrual cycle tracking, supplements like creatine, collagen, adaptogens, just amazing material. And look, I'm not making any money off of this. I'm just excited that she's offering this at a huge discount to our audience. So there's a link in the show notes for a specific code that you can use, and it's only good until March 1st, so go check it out. All right, so let's get into our conversation with Stacy. So now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Stacy, let's talk about some nutritional strategies for women, and I'd love to lead off with this. I've heard you talk about it before, about how we are under-eating, and why is this such a big problem? Yeah, I know. And so many people are conscious. Oh, you know, I eat too much because I'm gaining weight where I come in. I'm like, well, no, you're gaining weight because you don't eat enough. And it's people are like, what? What do you mean? And when we look at it, there's, you know, the nutrition and fitness industry is rife with diet trends. And the current ones really promote not eating enough. If we look at intermittent fasting, the low carb, high fat, the ketogenic, if we originate or really look at the original research from these diet trends, they primarily are clinical research. And the population is primarily obese, sedentary men who need to lose weight for surgery or diabetes control. We look at the ketogenic diet that was for TBI and epilepsy, but they also tend to change body composition, which is now how they've jumped into the fitness world. Mm. And when we look at what's happening in the fitness and health world, women will fall into this. I'm going to get up and do my training fasted and I'm going to delay eating until X, Y, Z, or maybe they're busy and they're not acutely aware of the fact that they do this because they're like, I have to get up. I got to get my training in before the kids get up. I've got to get the kids ready. got to get the kids out the door. Then I have to get to work or I have to do this, 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 this. So they don't eat. Then when we look at how that physiologically affects the body from a female standpoint, we have an area in the brain, of course, called the hypothalamus. And in women, there are two areas of neurons called kispeptin. Kispeptin is very, very sensitive to calorie and calorie density in women. And if we drop below a certain threshold, then kispeptin neurons are downregulated. So they kind of turn off. If they're turned off, then we get a perturbation in our endocrine system. So after four days of what we call low energy availability or not eating enough, we start to see a downturn in our thyroid. So we start to get to the low end of normal for thyroid function. We also start to see poor sleep architecture. 
So we're not really getting into that slow wave and REM sleep for recovery. And the biggest tell is changes in the menstrual cycle. So we'll start to see changes in the bleed pattern, lengthening, and a lot of women will stop having their menstrual cycle because they don't have enough food coming in to maintain just basic health, which I say is like lying on the couch all day, watching Netflix and not getting up. So you're you're talking about basal metabolic rate. Right. Wow. And then every time you get up and do something, it requires more calories. And I've had women who've come to me and they're like, oh, I don't understand what's going on. I'm putting on weight. I'm always tired. I don't sleep well. And then I have them do a food diary and recall and they're eating like 1200 or 1400 calories a day. And 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 a lot of this is driven by not being hungry or delaying onset of eating because they're maybe doing time restricted eating or other things like this. Yeah, absolutely. And if we look at 1400 calories for the average active woman, that is pretty much their basal metabolic rate, right? Mm -hmm. And when you start looking at getting up, doing chores, chasing kids, doing all the things you need to do in a day, that's another at least 800 or more calories. And then you add training onto that. So these these women that I've been working with coming in at 1,400, 1,500 calories, they need to eat another 1,000 plus calories a day, depending on what their activity levels are. Okay, so... Somebody's listening is there right now. They're like, this is insane. If I do this, I'm going to balloon up. So here's where my mind's going. You're not hopping somebody up a thousand calories in one day. Are you not at all? How do you get there? So we look specifically at nutrient timing. And I know that in a lot of the literature based on men, they're like, there's no reason to do nutrient timing. And that's because we look at the general baseline calorie intake that men need before they start having endocrine dysfunction. It's 15 calories per kilogram of fat-free mass. But for women, it's 30. So if we're looking at the difference there of of how many calories per kilogram of fat-free mass, it's 15 to 30. So this is why we start to see so many more issues with women when they're not eating enough. So if we look at nutrient timing and we are actually fueling the body for when it's under stress, Mm -hmm. so you get up and maybe you're training at five in the morning, I'm not saying you have a full meal. I'm saying you could have protein with some uh, milk alternative and um, coffee, right? So you mix it up and you're having like a, a jacked up uh, coffee, right? So you have some protein, you have a little bit of carbohydrate, might be a hundred to 150 calories. You go do your training and then you come home and you have breakfast, Mm. right? And so it's not really pushing to have a full meal here and a full meal there. It's just being very strategic about where you place those calories. Because if you don't have calories, especially after training, then your body stays in that breakdown state and the hypothalamus goes, there's not enough food coming in. I'm going to start conserving. And so you start getting the signals that you're in low energy availability. So even, even if you, pre-workout, you're saying mm-hmm. it just in general, women need to be consuming what? We, if you're going to be doing just a strength-based workout, 15 grams of protein beforehand tends to be the magic sweet spot to That's be able to, it's not much is what 90, 80 or 90 calories. Half a scoop not, of protein. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So it's not a lot, but it's enough to get circulating amino acids, which then cross blood brain barrier, which then signals, Hey, there's nutrition here. It's okay. We can do this adaptive stress. And then we have our real breakfast afterwards. If you're doing more of a cardiovascular type workout, then you want 15 grams of protein and 30 grams of carbohydrate. Again, not a lot. 
just a small amount. It's going to bring blood sugar up. It's going to create more of an because anabolic you said women signal. Use glucose first, and then they're going to free fatty acids. Exactly. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep. And the way that we boost that a thousand calories is we start to play with when are we stressing the body during the day? If we're having a big training session in the morning, this is the opportunity to have a bigger breakfast because uh-huh. the body is really attuned to bringing in calories, using them for reparation and creating a cascade of signals that creates the growth hormone response, the antioxidative, the anti-inflammatory, which again, feeds forward to better adaptation without going, oh, this is extra food, I need to store it. And if we are looking at when women are stressed the most, not only is it in and around training, but it's during the day when they are working or being parents or being a combination of things. So when we're not eating and we're doing time-restricted eating, and a lot of women will delay their eating window to 10, 11, 12 in the day, right? They're missing this huge opportunity to support the body, to actually get those body composition changes. If you're wanting some of the purported health responses that come with time-restricted eating, like telomere length change, even though we say that you have better parasympathetic responses, you do if you're a guy, but not if you're a woman. So it's primarily, let's just go back to normal eating. Let's not have food after dinner. And then we have breakfast. So you you have Dr. Veriday, Krista Veriday. Yes, I have. Yep. I mean, she's a, one of these researchers that's looking at time-restricted feeding, and she she was talking about mo- most of this research was done in mi- mouse models. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, to talk about autophagy, when they look at an overnight state, that's like for them not eating for 36 hours because everything's compressed, right? And so, I don't know, I'm starting to question a lot of things because we're, we're trying to, yeah, we're, we're trying to extrapolate something that's happening in animals. Great. It's really easy to control everything that's happening in an animal's life and their life cycles are much shorter. So you can do quote longitudinal studies or longer periods of time because of their shortened life cycles, but that doesn't work in humans. No, Uh, you know, we can't control for everything. Anyways, there's just, and I found when I was doing just to throw in a personal anecdote, when I was doing time restricted feeding, my sympathetic nervous response was much higher and that's kind of the physiological response, but I didn't like it. I felt a little too amped up. So anyways, it's just very interesting. I think we're going to start coming a little bit more full circle on this whole thing. I hope so. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've seen such an uptick in low energy availability and relative energy deficiency in sport and recreational female athletes. And they're beating themselves up because they don't understand why they are not getting any kind of change even though they're putting in the mahi, the work, they're putting in the hard yards for the training, but because they're not fueling appropriately, they don't see the adaptive changes. They're not having changes in body composition. They're not getting stronger. And then it becomes this whole psychological aspect of what am I doing wrong? And the thing comes down to, you're just not eating enough. Mm. So let's zoom back here to kind of close this out. I know there's a lot to nutrition and I don't want to oversimplify anything, but if there's like one, two, three, like here's a launching point, like everybody should be doing a couple basic things. Let's just focus on women here. What would you be saying? Like, let's just check off a few of these boxes to start with. The first one is don't work out fasted. 
We know from research, women do better in a fueled state anyway, again, because we use blood sugar first. Second is protein, protein intake, super important. The general recommendation for women for daily intake is based on sedentary men. So we're looking at women who are recreationally active need at least 1.6 to 1.8 grams per kilogram. So that's close to that one gram per pound. And that's a low end. And then the other big rock is the timing, right? So we want to make sure that you are fueling for the stress so that you can actually recover from that stress without doing harm to endocrine system, bone health, psychological aspects, any of the other systems of the body that can be impacted by a longer catabolic state. So based off of your previous recommendations, that'd be 15 grams of protein pre-workout for doing strength training, 15 grams of protein and carbohydrate for anything that may be aerobic or very like maybe lactic power training. You're doing some Tabata work or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Awesome. And if somebody wants to learn more, take a deep dive, which course or book would you point them to on this subject? Both books have a big bunch of information about this. And then our micro learning on LEA, low energy availability, has a theory and case studies and practical implications of how to increase your calorie intake or what you should be looking for. So those would be the recommendations. We'll put that in the show notes, people to access that. Um, oh, thank you. This is phenomenal. You're going to get an invitation anytime you want to come on here. You got a book coming out. I know you said the second edition's come out. Please call me because this is unbelievable material. We're very thankful to have you on. Awesome. Thank you. It's been great. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, which I hope you did because this is phenomenal information, do me a favor, take a picture of the podcast art and post it on social media. Uh, Stacy and I are both on Instagram and Facebook and add us on there. And hey, if there's a question you have or something amazing you want to say about how much you love the information, please do that. Really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode.